Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together and talk about the important things like episode 100, baby! Thank you all so much for joining us, and I don't think you guys are ready for it. You might know what was coming, uh, <laughs> it is the, uh, book of erotic fantasy. The book of erotic fantasy is a supplement to Dungeons and Dragons, which was one of the main reasons that Wizards of the Coast copyrighted the D20 system, because they saw this book and were like, I need to get far away from that. So this book is full-ass history, baby. It's also full-ass whack. So before we go over it, I'm gonna give you some little, like, warnings and so on. First off, obviously, this is going to be very sexual in nature. I don't, there's no way to get around it. That's what's, what's happening here. We are gonna be talking about the book, but we're gonna be not talking about some things and also changing some other things that I'm about to describe. Just so if you find this book and want to read it yourself for reasons that you should not, like, we're doing this so you don't have to, but if for some reason and you do. Here are some warnings about things that we have changed and left out so that when you're reading it, you're not surprised and possibly triggered by them. So first and foremost, while the book at the very start does say that it's not going to talk about non-consensual things, it also doesn't do a great job of not talking about it. I don't know what happened. I don't know why they went back all that, but they did. So when we're doing this, we're not going to talk about any of the, albeit relatively few instances that it does in the book. Also, the book refers to sex workers a lot of the time as prostitutes and so I've made the decision just to change all instances of it saying that word to sex workers because of the very historically dehumanizing terminology. Like obviously this was at a different time but also oofty dufty. We are going to be talking about it a lot in the podcast but also if you're reading this book just be warned that there's a lot of like actual nudity in it like most of the pictures in it are actual pictures and just so you're not surprised. Next up, it does this odd thing in the book where it understands that it's not just dudes playing it, but instead of saying, you know, they, it it switches between he and she when it talks about the players a lot. It's like, if your player is doing this, he might do this, and then she might do this. I'm like, I don't, why are you, the word they, anyway, whatever. Last but not least, while this book does have some non-heterosexual content, it is slightly heterocentric in that anytime that it's talking about having sex, it is very a penis in a vagina. Uh, which leads me on to my next point of it takes a very everyone is cisgender approach to gender. But yeah, at beginning to end, it does have a lot of problematic terminology that we do change or just flat out refuse to say because it sucks. And so once again, we read this, so you don't fucking have to. Don't, why are you, like, do, am I a joke to you? Why do you think I did this? I have spent so long with this book. Do you know how long, the total time of all of the things that I recorded was over four hours. But that's that's only the part that I recorded. I've recorded four hours of me talking about this book and then countless hours editing it. Um, that being said, this is a very heavily edited down version. But if you want to hear all that we have to say, which honestly I do recommend because there's a lot of stuff that is very funny and great uh, that I had to chop out for time constraint reasons. But if you want to listen to everything that I have done and talked about with this book, now is the perfect time to go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash quit chat all one word for as little as a dollar a month I will be releasing the full interviews 
I guess, of me and each of the Crit Chatters talking about these separate sections on like a, at one or two a week basis. They are so funny. I literally cannot recommend listening to them enough, uh, especially just because that means that someone other than me has listened to all of these goddamn interviews. But with that being said, let's get on to the show. Buckle the fuck up. This book is whack, is it? <laughs> Alfred Clark. Hello. You have the honor of uh, helping us through uh, the appearance score, which is a thing that they've got in the Book of Erotic Fantasy. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's the correct way to go about it, but the Book of Erotic Fantasy says, screw your six ability scores. You have seven now, and one of them is your appearance, because there's nothing nice. more fun than objectively knowing who's hottest. <laughs> so you're supposed to use your ability score now for disguise checks, which again I think is whack because they're like ah, looking like someone else. You use the <laughs> you use how whatever. hot you are to determine your right, okay, okay, right, interesting. Because everyone knows the hotter you are, the more easier it is for you to look like. like you. <laughs> I feel like like if Hugh Jackman dressed up, I would recognize Hugh Jackman over someone who is like, like I don't you can know, put big mutton chops on him and be like, that's a Wolverine. I know that's Hugh Jackman. So you can use your charisma or your appearance based on like what you're doing so i guess if you're like i'm gonna intimidate him with words then you can still use charisma but if you're like i just look big and strong <laughs> you can use your appearance it, it, maybe appearance is like your ability to manipulate your appearance i assume it's not in this book it's not but <laughs> uh. i would like to put down this little side note that it gives on appearance and sexual organs <laughs> It's just a very clinical thing of being like, by introducing sex into your game, the topic of penis and breast size is bound to come up. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first thing I always ask. What's your penis and or breast size? (laughs) Players may want to describe, often in intimate detail, the exact dimensions of their penis, breasts, or other physical features. (laughs) Just... I can't imagine anything that I want less than a room of people describing their areolas. Like, I don't want it. So the game that I have devised for you, Alfred Clark, it has got a very large table of everyone's appearance scores near the back of the book. And this goes from, like, playable Mm. races to NPC races and, like, creatures and everything. And your task is simple. You just have to tell me what you think the appearance scores are of the things that I am going to bring to you. So is this, uh, it's like the stat, right? Like, so it's between 3 and 18 or something? Oh, no, it is not. Oh, it's... The lowest that you can get is a 1. The highest that Mm -hmm. I have found on it is a 27. Now this is third edition. I would like to put out that a human, just so that we've got, like, our base score, humans are... A 10. But then there's dragons who have a 27. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. You So you've already got the 27 <laughs> is a dragon because uh, you, you look at that and go, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I get it. Because a part of me is like attractiveness. Would, would you rather sleep with like a person or a dragon? But then again, it's dragons. So they do get a 27 on that. <laughs> 
Would you would you like to have a guess at something that has like a one? Every time I think of something, I'm like, no, no the book is gonna <laughs> it's like, like oh, that. it's gotta be this, and I'm like, no way. The book no. is gonna get weird with it. I was gonna say oozes, but there's like a whole thing about oozes online. Alfred, well, you are both correct and incorrect. No. Uh, you have actually brought forward a really weird one where oozes have a score of one to two. <laughs> now, do you want to know the okay. the other things on the list that have like a scale of like from this to this <laughs> sure i would also like to know which oozes are twice as attractive as other oozes right. <laughs> the answer to that question is no other ones those oh, it's only oozes only, only oozes have a score of it's a one or a two depending There's... on what shape the ooze is taking i guess but only one to two oh i can't i can't fathom but uh, other other ones are beetles and bugs they're <laughs> okay. like no we're not doing that <laughs> So I'm going to give you some things on this list and you're going to have to tell me what score you think they have. We're going to start off kind of easy and middling. With humans at a 10, where do we think elves are? Oh, uh, they'll have to be like a like a 14. Exactly that- correct, Alfred. That is a 14. That's me. Because uh, I, was, I was thinking like, oh, uh, maybe like a 15. And I was like, ooh, 15 is a little bit high. Just a little bit high. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> We've also got dwarves. I feel like this book is going to do my boys dirty. Oh, that's a hard one. Maybe it'll be 10 as well. Alfred Clark, number one in the world. (laughs) Exactly correct. They were like, we can't differentiate. (laughs) I'm inside this book's head. (laughs) Where are we at with skeletons? This is where I'm going to not get it, I think. I'm going to say like a four. Oh, Alfred, first swing of us, but we are still still close. They are on a two. They ignore all of the amazing pun opportunities with skeletons and boning and (laughs) put... Put these boys on a two. It's so it's so tough. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Where are bats? Alfred, where, where are bats? Where, where are bats? <laughs> what, what, well, what is bats? Well, I heard that bugs were one. So uh-huh. bats. I feel like because you're asking it in this way, it must be unusual. I'm gonna say three. Alfred. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what are they? Bats. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> um, bats are a twelve. <laughs> oh my god! They're more attractive than human beings. Oh my oh, god! Christ, this book. What, are are what is this? What is a statistic measuring? I don't know. Is it just like how good you feel when you look at it? Maybe. Like. Maybe. <laughs> now we're gonna do a fire elemental. I mean, that's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. Uh, I'm gonna guess bat twelve. <laughs> You are correct to think that they are the exact same amount of attractiveness as Bat. They are 12. (laughs) Really? Oh, my God. And now, real quick, real quick follow on. Water elemental. Oh, my God. Is water more or less attractive than fire? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to say it's the same. I think it's a trick oh, question. I, no tricks here, baby. Water uh, elementals, less attractive, they, oh but as attractive God. as humans. They are a 10. <laughs> Water is not as attractive as fire. What of ghosts? Trick question. Ghosts don't exist. <laughs> it, uh, maybe this is nine again? I was actually tricking you this time. <gasps> ghosts, they are a modifier. So you can be a ghost anything. Oh. And you get a modifier. But, but skeletons aren't a modifier? No, skeletons <laughs> aren't a modifier. If you are an average human and you are a 10, you turn into a ghost, you're a 14, baby. <laughs> ghost gives you plus four. Hell yeah. <laughs> Kill four. me now. <laughs> <laughs> 
you are four more attractive than if you are alive. Let's not worry about it. Last but not least, where is a lich? Skeletons were like a two, right? But ghosts are plus four. Ghosts are plus four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this fucking book. It's like the like impact of their appearance or something. So it should be high, probably. I think it's going to be something whack, like 16. Alfred, I tricked you once more. Double trickery, baby. No. Obviously, a lich depends on how well preserved the corpse oh is. <laughs> It doesn't say anything about what the score would be if it's like a well-preserved versus not well-preserved. It's just like, it depends. Anyway, thank you for playing. (laughs) I feel like you did excellent. (laughs) Thank you. I'm pretty pleased with my performance. Glad to accept this gold medal. (laughs) Caillou, are you ready to talk about this terrible book? (laughs) As ready as I will ever be, I guess. So I uh, essentially went to people who were like, ah, if, if you've got like something that you would specifically like to talk about in this book, then uh, we could talk about that. What? I'll let you explain what you said you wanted to talk so about. Basically, I wanted to treat this as sincerely as possible because there is, there's no time for fun or jokes <laughs> when it comes to TTRPGs. No. And I just wanted to review this as a source book. Talk about, <laughs> is it useful for modern gameplay? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a general ruling on whether or not there is anything useful in this book. So I think the notion <laughs> useful, I think really comes down to is <laughs> are you looking to play an erotic role-playing game or not? Which should be obvious. Oh, should be definitely obvious. If the answer is no, don't worry about it. <laughs> this book is not for you. But the, if the answer is yes, um, you now have to balance up the idea of like, do you want to play a erotic role-playing game in D&D or do you want to just pick up a game specifically designed for it? Because for the love of God, yeah. Please play a game other than D&D. <laughs> One more important thing to talk about is that this is a third edition book. 3.5. Regardless. Ultimately, you're going to be looking in this book for rules which are simple enough that you can port over or just... <laughs> ideas. One thing I think this book makes clear that I think generally D&D sourcebooks could learn from <laughs> is that it makes it very clear that the rules in this book are not all supposed to be used concurrently. You're supposed to as a dungeon master choose which ones are appropriate for your game. For the most part if you are using this book the one thing that it kind of necessitates is you using the appearance score just because there are so many parts of it that have to do with your appearance classes and spells that it puts in the appearance is kind of like a this is what this whole book is based on i guess aside from just having a big old horny time with friends but honestly i think the use of the appearance score is relatively elegant it's potentially problematic the idea of quantifying appearance so you need to be careful with that idea Mm -hmm. because like with the appearance you can use your appearance for like checks on persuasion because you can be like I'm really pretty do this for me but you could also use it for intimidation because you're like I'm big strong Mm. we were trying to work out what exactly appearance means in this because it's not quite clear a lot of the time whether it's prettiness or just the impact of how you look which I think is more close to what it wants and you would need to like specifically define what appearance means in your particular campaign Mm -hmm. I honestly I I really like the concept I like the idea of adding or subtracting ability scores 
from the game to suit your campaign. One thing to keep in mind is 3.5 had sub-skills, and so like 3.5 would have performance dance, performance guitar, performance singing, yeah. performance sexual acts. 5th edition obviously doesn't have that mechanic, so <laughs> you could either reintegrate that mechanic, I guess, or probably yeah. just have a separate skill for sexual training. I kind of like that you can use intimidation with your appearance or your your charisma depending on how you're doing it. So if you go and you're like, I'm going to intimidate them because I'm going to say some mean things, you still use your charisma. But if you're like, I'm just going to look strong, you use your appearance. Frankly, that's how skills work anyway. There's technically like in 5e, there's no such thing as a skill check. You're on an ability check. And then if it's relevant... You add your proficiency bonus if it matches the skill. I think some of the downfalls of this clearly written in the early 2000s. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's relatively progressive for its time in terms of For its time. (laughs) Yeah. Like in terms of sexual orientation, it's got a fair amount of representation, but Mm -hmm. there's practically nothing to be said about any kinds of gender identity things. And the times that it does are uh, heavily problematic in terms of language. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. And the way it presents like what kind of law could exist about these sexual ideas Mm -hmm. is both really open saying just like different cultures are going to have different views which is really cool i really appreciated reading that actually just generally gave me ideas for my own campaigns Um, oh kai you can't say that you can't you cannot say that this book has given you ideas for your campaign i think that that's an illegal statement like and i'm not actually i'm not i I should stress i'm not planning on running any like role-playing games but like we're done here <laughs> so basically, I think I should like come down to like, should you procure this book? <laughs> no, Jesus so Christ. given the balance of the fact that it's out of print and you can't buy it anymore, uh-huh. you shouldn't go out of your way to try to buy this book. Oh, please don't. However, however, if you happen to find a copy online, can't hurt. I'm less like if you find it online. If you find this in like a secondhand bookstore that it's got like mysterious days that you don't want to deal with, <laughs> and you don't want it. Please send it to me. I need this piece of history in my house somewhere, but I don't want to pay anyone for it. Are you ready to Oh, God, yes. God, yes. Right. Uh, Chase Greenlee, we are talking about the classes in the Book of Erotic Fantasy. We are. Because, yeah, so the Book of Erotic Fantasy has come up with, like, a surprising amount of new classes. There is... There's so many. There's a lot wrong with this book. Oh, yeah. The the breadth of content is not the problem. (laughs) I'm uh, going to argue with you that, yes, that is very much the problem. Yeah, we're just going to go through the classes, yeah. some in more detail than others, because some are weirdly boring, uh, yeah. and others are buck fuck wild. Mm-hmm. So what I have done is I have written a tagline for each and <sighs> for some, like, little notes. Ismay, I did the exact same thing. Would you like for us to swap on and off of, like, what our taglines are? <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Classes. So yeah, I like we'll just go through the classes as they are written in the book. The first one that it gives you is the Imagist. Mm-hmm. What have you said as the Imagist? So pretty, they're magical. Ooh. And they get a simp out the gate, so that's kind of neat. I went for pretty much the same thing, just be hot, do magic. Be hot, do magic. <laughs> yeah, their whole thing is essentially they're just really, really hot, and because they're so hot, they've got magic. They're, they are pretty <laughs> sorcerers. And as a part of their class is they get a cohort. <laughs> yeah. They get somebody that is just around them simping so hard. 
hard because they want that ass. Next, we're bringing up the Kandala. That's a cool one. What did you put down for your tagline? Celestial monk with total body control. Honestly, kind of neat. Can't shapeshift at 10th level. And uh, like legit, I, cool. I could see that in like official content. Like, you know, they, they try and like make it a little horny because you yeah. can like you can be whatever you want. Yeah. So my uh, tagline for it was a lot shorter. It just says travel monk with a question mark. Because like, yeah, the weird thing about this one is it's not horny. No, <laughs> not really. Nothing. Why is it in this horny box? That's the only thing is like I could see maybe it is yeah, of like a total body control. That's what they're going for. And I'm, part of me says this because it's still not the least horny yeah. thing in here. Because like the weird thing is like there's nothing sexual in the description. Mm-hmm. There's nothing sexual in a bunch of things. But when you get to what do the other classes think of this class? It says they get along with every person as long as the person understands and respects the choice of a sexually focused life. But nothing else else in this chapter has alluded to them having a sexually focused life like not a single word they're just really sex positive and they really hate haters (laughs) right it's so wild that they're like uh yeah and they like sex so that's in this book (laughs) so the next one which we might have to spend time on is the cantress the tantrist it's just a sex wizard i just said gets magic from the fuck yeah no Uh, (laughs) other notes are must have sex with another person they do they do make note that you cannot masturbate to do this. And you prepare spells yeah. by carving them into your skin. I love ten, it. 10 out of 10 flavor. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, yeah. This one is the coolest one by far. It's so wild and I <laughs> love it. Also, evocation magic is stronger. Illusion and necromancy is weaker. Hell yeah! That's really cool. Like that's oh, for sure. genuinely, you know, because you've got such good flavor with it. Of you're about to cast a spell, so one of you, like your scarification tattoos starts glowing. Steal that part for yeah. your sorcerer or your wizard. <laughs> we got like official magic tattoos content pretty mm-hmm. recently. For a book of erotic fantasy walked so that they could run. All right, I have put three of them together in ones that I find a bit boring. Mm -hmm. They are the Disciple of Aluren, uh, the Divine Celibate, Mm -hmm. and sadly enough, the Knot Binder. Yes. So essentially these are all like clerics. Yeah, real quick (laughs) to go through my taglines. The the Disciple of Aluren is a sex positive priest. The Divine Celibate is a positively no sex priest, but they get a unicorn out of the deal. So that's kind of neat. And the Knot Binder of Calatus is like a lawyer slash justice of the peace yeah. and like i mean it's not super horny outside of like being able it's to not. do like like life binding ceremonies which when you're is like of... ooh, the knot binder but it's it's a dude who does marriage ceremonies <laughs> yeah like, all and... right okay what did you get for your tagline of the next one which is dominator the photo they use looks like an off-brand image of the undertaker <laughs> mine's not got a lot of nuance it just says exactly what you think <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Creates obedience and inflicts pain. Yeah. Not really breaking the mold there, but yeah. you know. But it did have to be in there. But like, I'm, I'm a little sad that it's not got like, your soft dom. It's not got like, your like, your aftercare <laughs> dom. And it's very, yeah. like, look. Doesn't have the range, but it's fine. The, the next one. Also kind of boring as well, I think. Kind of boring. It's called the Fae Enticer. Yeah. 
what did you have for your tagline? Just what it sounds like, Images Light. I put devotion to self-care, which I don't think that it's one of the best ones by far, Mm -hmm. but I do kind of like the idea that this is like the Instagram like makeup influencer. Mm, Because Yes, I like that. It's all about self-care and like getting powers and things through looking after yourself and making yourself up. Mm -hmm. Next up, we've got the frenzied disciple. Yes, I had a sex priest for barbarians and rogues, dances for power. I just put dad's power, baby. Yep, yep. (laughs) They just do like cool, fun dances to get powers. I mean, this is your your buddy in college that went and learned a haka and a couple of belly dances and would get (laughs) drunk and break them out at parties. Next one, I like my tagline for. It's the harem protector. Mm-hmm. I just put celibate bouncers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got uh, eunuch options here. <laughs> yeah. Immune to sexual advances. And that's like the thing that you get like, hey, if you just want to opt out, take a quick level of harem protector and you are safe. Good. The next one. The least sexy one of all. The metaphysical spell shaper. What? your tagline meta magic focus for three levels zero sex clearly somebody just wanted this and something published i literally just put the words why here why it, is it here this literally all this does is playing with meta magic which is something that had like a different role in three five like why why, <laughs> why? The only part of it that has any reference to a sexual thing is the flavor text at the very beginning that says, you merely cast spells. I interact with the spell. It's the difference between masturbation and making love. Like, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. The next one on the list is Pierced Mystic. Yes. What did you get for Pierced Mystic? Enchant your piercings. That's it. That's the class. I put, it's under a picture of a boob. I didn't read it. This is another one that I kind of genuinely like yeah. the theme of it. It's got 3-5 Artificer flavor to it. Because where you can enchant different parts of your armor and whatnot. Yeah. This is doing that, but with piercings. The next up is the rake. Yes. What did you have for the rake? Sex rogue. Oh, it was so close. I put sex spy. Oh. <gasps> This is another one that is like, it's nothing very special, no. but 100%, if it was in a thing, this is 100% what I do. Like, you've got like seduction things, so like, mm-hmm. it's harder for people to hurt you because you're like, ooh, yeah. I'm, t- I'm too sexy to hurt. If you are playing a high political intrigue game, this is a fun one. Yeah. So the next up, we've got Sacred Sex Worker. What did you get for it? <laughs> what if Inara from Firefly was a cleric? I literally put down Firefly, but um, my, the tag line that I put down for it was gross and classist mm-hmm. because it reminded me 100% of that episode of Firefly that Inara who is like kind of seen as like sex workers in that world are very much like revered and wonderful mm-hmm. but they go to a world in which you have essentially the quote unquote lower class sex workers and they're like these sex workers are like they're selective not like those mm-hmm. bitches and it's gross and I hate it <laughs> So yeah, the sacred sex worker kind of uh, is got shitty classist overtones, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool otherwise. The last on the list is the voyeuristic seer. Mm. What you got? Three levels and how to be a creep. <laughs> Just put ew. The the text that I have quoted in my note document is, (laughs) I like to watch. Yeah. Big yuck energy. 
like I'm not here to kink shame on this because no. like you do you however during this the thing that I latched onto was in this first little bit where it's like it's about a stereotypical dirty old wizard spying on his young comely apprentices so it doesn't seem like a very consensual voyeurism no. thing consensual voyeurism go for it baby this is not a class about consent it's, and I'm it's not here really for it. not I think we can do this what is the better way to flavor this exact same thing so it's not creepy and gross. You're correct. We should rewrite the book of erotic fantasy. Ismé, I'm going to need you to not threaten me with a good time. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Allie, are you ready for this book? God, I hope so. But yeah, so we're going to play a game. It's game time. So it's got a whole subchapter on the character races and how they experience relationships and sexuality. So I'm going to give you some descriptions of what they say for specific races. And you just have to match the description to what race it uh, applies to. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. Which race does this book describe as pretty monogamous, mostly heterosexual, not sexually adventurous, and lesbianism is, and I quote, viewed with suspicion. I have no words. I, I have, I'm torn between making you repeat that and never wanting to hear that again. It's what, because like so many of these are just like, ah, sexuality is like whatever for these ones. But this one specifically is like, no, nah, they're mostly monogamous and hetero and lesbians are fucking weird. Oh my Lord. There is no good answer for this. <laughs> right? I feel like every single one of these choices is damned if I do, damned if I don't. Oh, don't worry. This is nothing about you and everything about this whack ass. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying because um, full disclosure, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> But let's go with gnome. Incorrect. The answer is dwarfs. Dwarfs are weirded out by lesbians. Why? I can't rationalize. Next up, which one has the description of sex is like a party? The more, the merrier. But (laughs) again, for wild reasons, says they do heterosexuality, they do homosexuality, but for (laughs) some unknown reason, bisexuals are few and far between. (laughs) (laughs) What is this book? I'm going to say, I'm going to say halfling. You are correct. That is the halfling way, apparently. Last but not least, it says love is sex, but has absolutely nothing to back that up in the rest of the tag. Okay. It also describes their coupling style as brief heterosexual encounters. I know this is an audio medium, but I'm just finding myself involuntarily blinking over and over and over again with my (laughs) mouth hanging open. Let's try to lean into the logic that this book seems to be Uh going to and go for half work. You are correct. They do that. <laughs> that is sad. Yeah. That is so sad. so sad. Oh my god. I will say I have chosen these ones because they made me laugh the most. I've done this game slightly dirty and seemingly implying that most of them are like they are all heterosexuals. Like most of them are are very like, ah, they don't really give a shit about sexuality. Um, but these ones made me laugh a lot. Because what are you talking about? I, I don't This is not part of the game, but I did also want to bring up because so it's got it player races and then it's got other races outside. It's got one on on serpentines 
The first sentence is, Serpentines are incredibly sexy beings that exude mysterious and sexual innuendo. Now, I looked up serpentines for Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 edition. It doesn't seem to exist. So they've just put in this book. So they just made up a race. To be okay. I have no information about this non-existent serpentine race apart from their incredibly sexy. All right, listeners, if you hear this and you know what a serpentine is, please tweet at... At Critchat. Please do <laughs> not tweet at me specifically. I don't need that <laughs> I paused there for a second, but I'm not that cruel. Heather, are you ready for this? I don't know if I am, but let's do it anyway. Correct answer. (laughs) Heather, have you ever wondered about how easy it is for different races in Dungeons & Dragons to get pregnant? Don't answer. Of course you have. Actually, yes. What? (laughs) Not the correct answer. But there was some conversation at some point where people were talking about, like, the rule of creatures of different species can have an offspring, but then that offspring will be infertile. And that has actually, like, if you have, like, the horse and the donkey will then have the mule, and then the mule can't. Yeah. So that concept has been in my head recently. But can they have kids? We don't know. Well, now we fucking do. You are going to know. Too much, probably. (laughs) You're going to play some games with me. So the first thing here is conception chances. They've got a chart of conception chances. (laughs) For all of them, it's got the creature name, the percentage Mm -hmm. chance of conception, and the gestation period. Would you like to guess where you think humans are on this scale of 0% to 100%? It's specifically sex without protection. We're just going to be ridiculous with it and say 69. See, humans have a 20% chance on this, which honestly, things that it said are well, having no protection and also while ovulating. So like some people take like longer to, to conceive than others. So like that, that mm-hmm. might be all right. But the wild part is knowing that humans are at a 20%. There's 28 things on this chart in total. How many of those 28 have a 100% chance of having a child? Part of me wants to say one. Part of me wants to say all 27 others. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of split the difference. Six. There are six things on this chart that 100% they are pregnant. (sighs) One of the ones I kind of like is the elf one because they've got only a 5% chance of conception and it's a 24 month gestation period. (gasps) And I kind of, because like one of the things with elves is, you know, they live just forever. Forever. So like it kind of makes sense that that's going to be, it's a smaller chance of them getting pregnant. Otherwise it would just be overrun with elves. But at least for elves, it's like if they're going to live to be even just multiple hundreds of years old, at least percentage wise of their life, that's a shorter time. However, if we want to get wild with it, uh, gnomes who often live real fucking long as well are a 15% chance and only 13 months. So they're just like, ah, no, let's just overrun it with gnomes. Let's go. That's why there's so many. Okay. So the second part of the pregnancy thing is a table for interspecies crossbreeding. Blessed. Okay, that one there should be a table for. Yes, thank you. Give it to me. So it's got the answers of yes, no, and maybe for their for pregnancy. So yes, the two <laughs> species can be crossbred. No, they cannot be. Maybe is it's 
harder to conceive, but it is still possible. Do they go into the detail of length of gestation period of for this one? Of course not. <sighs> no. So we're going to play, play a little game with this. So you've got the list of all these 26. I want you to tell me mm-hmm. which you think has the highest number of potential crossbreeding things. I'm going to be so wrong on this, but I'm going to go what my brain says is logical. All right. Human. Okay. Elf. And you know what? Hobgoblins. That's my guess. Not a single one right. Yep, yep. Okay. Humans, out of the 26, have yeses with 15 and uh, a maybe with one. Elves only have 11 and a maybe with one. Okay. Hobgoblin is only a nine for the ones that it can and a five for a maybe. If this has dragons as number one, I will both be excited and very sad. Oh, Heather, you should have gone with that. I should have. It is all 12. 26. What? All 26 can crossbreed with dragons. The (laughs) other one that does does actually make a little bit of sense because it's like myth and legend are the nymphs. Yes. You know, like nymphs are just essentially sexual beings. Dryads are 25 out of the 26. Very close are celestials and fiends who have yeses with 25 but only cannot crossbreed with Each each other. Okay. You've also got satyrs. Also, sprites have a couple of maybes and a lot of yeses and only one no. Would you like to guess what the common no is for no crossbreeding for the sprites and the dryad? I hope the answer is bugbear. It's not going to be, but I hope it is. It's not. They can super crossbreed with a bugbear. What they cannot crossbreed with is lizard folk. Can't do it. Can can crossbreed with a dragon. Dragons no bother. Lizard folk? No, 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 baby. Are lizard folk like the lowest on the list? They are 100% the lowest. Do they lay eggs? Do the eggs have to be from? Right, I don't, maybe I don't, that's I don't remember. Their- but that would make sense that it's a different way of fertilization and everything and you just have to have the I need to get to the part that everyone's obviously going to be wondering about Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. can centaurs breed with what could we have half centaur half another thing can you get the potential minotaur top horse bottom and then the sibling who's all human it doesn't say you can and I really wanted it it. but the one that it says are your for sure's are again the big ones you got the celestials dragons dryad fiend nymph say Oh, Seder is just a yes. Seder is just a yes. But they're going to have like human top something bottom. I don't, what? We don't, what? Why? And Sprite. And other centaurs, obviously. There are two maybes on this. Would you like to guess the maybes? We're going to say what would be the worst combo in my brain. Goblin and giant. Goblin is incorrect. Okay. Uh, Instead, you replace that with humans. The other is, in fact, giants. Oh my god. We could get the giant centaur of our dreams. Now, I don't know what I like best. Just a really fucking big centaur. Or if I like its normal centaur size body, <laughs> but giant top half, just like wiggle waggling around like a weeble wobble. <gasps> what giant centaur? Oh this is the best book of all time. Oh boy, Brandon, are you ready for this? <laughs> I, God, I don't know. I also don't know why I decided to go big on this. Uh, with I don't know if it will make you feel better or worse to know that the section that we're going to be doing, The Gods, is <laughs> oh. by far not even, it does not even crack top 10 of the most buck wild things in this book. <sighs> 
So my favorite thing from the forward of this gods section is... As a DM, you decide how active the deities are in the affairs of mortal. In a sexual campaign, <laughs> the deities are more than likely wandering the earth, interacting with those around them, and seeking mates that please their enhanced senses. Why? In a sexual campaign, are the gods more likely to just be there, ready to fuck? I don't know if somebody got the idea for the show Lucifer oh, or something baby. from this. Like th- That part makes it seem like the gods will all be sexy sex gods and have like a kind of uh, Greek mythology feel but it's not no but yeah, so the first one is Aluren, uh, who is yes. essentially the only one that is actually a sexy sex god. Yeah, they throw all of the aspects of the like sexy yeah. bits into this one god this to one. be like portfolio, seduction, sexuality, passion, courting. Courting. Okay. Like, why doesn't it have like one for seduction and one for the sex times and like one for like yeah. different kinds of sex? Yeah, they could have gone so much <laughs> crazy. There's not a god of like intimacy or something like no, that. Absolutely like, absolutely not. There's not even a god of, like, love. <laughs> no, absolutely not. What are you talking A god just, of love? I also want to point out, they they made sure this came first in the god pantheon. Oh, yeah, double A? A-A, <laughs> yeah. Also, one of my favorite things from it is people often pray to Aluren before intercourse. I'm like, I that don't... That would be wild. Right? They're like, all right, before we smash, bless me, Lauren, for I'm about to sin. Like, it's not like... <laughs> I can only imagine that, like, an altar of Lauren is just full of, like, toys and lubricants oh, yeah. and all that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. And that's why you're praying. You're just like, by praying, I'm going to anoint myself. Oh, my God. In this weird stuff. Using lube to anoint oneself is the worst thing that I have heard with my human ears. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> The next one on the list, Alilial, which is the midwife god. So they don't have, again, don't have a god of love. Nope. But they've got a god of childbirth. Like, yeah, which is like, okay, I guess. But like, also, wild, the favorite weapon is a dagger. Oh, yeah. Oh, and wild that it's also called the midwife's mercy. No. Ew. It's got nothing sexual about it. Or like, apart from, you know, like childbirth being a result of sex. I mean, yes, the inherent. Except for like, there's one bit in the clergy section. There's like, in addition to their duties as midwives, clerics teach sexual knowledge. Why? Why are you doing? No, like, do, do go I, somewhere else. <laughs> I think this is vertical integration in that they teach people to fuck so that they have more business that later. Makes sense. You know what? I did also very much enjoy in this. It's got like a little thing being like, yeah, like you'll pray to Alilial if you are like trying to conceive. But also if you're needing to be safe during an abortion, which I did not expect from it. I really didn't need either I like su- surprise like i was just like okay, okay you know, you know what? like yeah Fucking props baby the next on the list is savellus which <laughs> yes, is just this i love I was... it like because they were like we have a we have god of sex so we're gonna have the god of absolutely no sex which i'm into which like somehow they also <gasps> snuck in like this is also sort of the bdsm <gasps> god that which is like wild huh. yeah so like yeah, most of it is like no sex. We're gonna chastity and having none of the sex. But in the part where it's like what she looks like, it says Savellus appears as a gorgeous yeah. yet severe thin woman, long black hair, stunning figure, tight constraining leather covered in buckles, hooks, and other bondage gear. Yeah. If you're gonna have a god of no sex, don't make them like a sex <laughs> thing. Kick. When they said the thing about gods walking the earth, this is what I thought to be like. She's just wandering around being like, no, and whipping people. But like, like this. It's like things. a very different vibe because it's not like, 
no. And Whip is like, no. And Whip, like, you know? Yeah, and you're just like, I definitely won't oh, now. No. Like, like, yeah. Oh, no. Being chased or, like, be, they, being, like, asexual is just a not-sexual thing. Not let's get a bit sexy yeah, with not like, being sexy. Also, yeah, the, the thing is... Nobody gets nobody. Fuck. Not like you can only fuck under circumstances. This is just like nobody. Nobody does fuck. This god strikes me as that kind of like if somebody was like, we're gonna play a campaign with a book of erotic fantasy. Yeah. Somebody who wants to throw a wrench in the works is just like, I'm a cleric of Savellus. Oh my god! It seems that their whole dogma of it is like the reason they're saying no sex isn't because like sex is bad they're saying that if you have sex you won't be able to appreciate things in general they're like yeah, too much sex that... can't look at the roses what it's like yeah it's as if not having sex would make you a fucking superhuman or <laughs> right? something like that i also because it's the last on the list and it certainly is not going to be the one we fucking end on just to get out the way uh smells so arch oh, yes. nemesis in this pantheon is zambos we're just essentially oh, not fuck. talking about zambos it will say the first line of the description of it is a minor deity who is rarely worshipped and often cursed yeah. for good reason. In a book that was like, hey, we're only going to talk about consensual sex, it has this god. That's probably enough about that. So, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to better ones. Yeah. Calatus. Yeah, okay, yes. Essentially, this is a marriage god. Which just gets people yeah. married. And uh, they, they added in a bunch of stuff to be like, it's also like, we have a chastity god and a marriage god and a childbirth god and one sex god. Like, well, one I guess sex two sex, sort but of. Like, like the person writing this book had an agenda and that agenda was not marriage is great. Because yeah. Because it's uh... like... It says that this god is unconcerned with love. Nope. It is literally just there to make sure people get it's married. It's contractual. Like, you know. Oh, he watches every wedding ceremony. Also, every Everywhere. single one. I like that during it, it also just says he's also there for general business and legal contracts. So he's just like a business boy. He's, he, just like, he's like the clerk of the court over in yeah. fucking like the god pantheon. One of the things that I do kind of like from it is it's very obviously loft, but it also, it's not like marriages between a man and a woman. It's like, it's it doesn't really matter about gender. It doesn't matter like how many people are getting married yeah. so long as they get married. I think that it would be hilarious going around and essentially try to trick people into getting married. Like... <laughs> I think that would be great to go into a bar as a cleric of this deity and just get so much business to be like, hey, one gold, just, get married tonight. You are walking Vegas. That's yeah. great. <laughs> the last of the gods is Vershnat. Yes. And it's all of them have been down as minor deities. This is the only one that is a greater deity. So yeah, this is whoa. an important god. Yes. Very specific. Uh, so she's essentially the god of fertility for goblins. Yeah. So there's two things. One, yeah. the symbol for her is called the Vagina Dentata, which is yes. definitely going to be my new drag name. <laughs> um, it's... <laughs> Uh, and two, while the other gods get little descriptions of what they look like, they don't do that for this one. They just show us the most upsetting picture in yeah, the entire I, world. It's just like, dear God. Something with like a Joker face. The Joker face is <laughs> it. She's got this half their nose. Like She's also like, I guess, a big goblin. Um, Has like a big distended stomach that she's digging into with these long yeah, blackened that, oh, nails. Yeah, that's very uncomfortable. And little knives through her nails. 
lips. Like, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's not great. It's uh, so upsetting, but I love her, so... <laughs> Clerics of Verstock create special strides deep in the war to become some of the most revered and protected areas of the lair. Within such strides, three sacred objects are found, a huge phallic yes! club, an earth bowler cauldron, and a clay statue of a squat female goblin that most non-goblins find repulsive yet at the same time alluring in a base way. What do you Be like, ugh, but I want to fuck this goblin. Like what? like, what are you saying to your players? Like, hey, it's really nasty. You do think that it's disgusting. You kind of want to pork it. Like, yeah. what are you... What are, What's the flavor text? One of my favorite bits is, It is said that all other goblin deities came from the womb of Vershnat, providing a confusing and contradictory <laughs> family tree. Why? Why do they uh, put that in? Like, you are the ones making this deity family tree. Why do you put that in? They're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, they're putting it in and being like, that doesn't work, though. <laughs> I feel like probably uh, the reason why Alaron is a lesser deity is because they are going out and just getting it. They're just, yeah, they don't have time for worship they're too busy having fun are you ready to talk about this whack-ass book emily kiklinski yeah it's may let's do it it goes against my catholic education as a child but like (laughs) let's do it emily we are talking about the cool new spells that they put in the book of erotic fantasy so we're gonna we're gonna go through some of them there are a lot in it that are just appearance changers there are also some that are not sexual at all i created a section of it where i'm like why is this in here why is create weather why is (laughs) calm weather and engorged gait and stride what the fuck the calm weather is literally just making the weather calm it says that it can kind of like negate the effects of like create weather i'm like why is that in here i will say I appreciate engorged gait. You're making the target's feet bigger, and that slows them down. But the little flavor text on it is, My dear, to learn this spell, just think of how a penis swells with an erection. Now concentrate on the target's feet! (laughs) (laughs) I love how they had to work so hard with it, because I understand the link. I understand the link of like, well, you know what they mean by the size of a man's feet or whatever. Also, I think that it kind of goes against what they're saying, because in my brain, if the foot gets bigger, are you going to be covering more ground? (laughs) Right? Bigfoot gets around because he has big feet. Gets around. <laughs> also, it's engorged gate. Right. So your gate is going to be bigger. bigger. That's how. Ga- that's what a gate is. <laughs> they just wanted to use the word engorged. You know what? Oh. I was disappointed that we didn't have uh-huh. any spells on. Can we just have some spells that make people like? Like a love letter? Like, yeah. why don't we have, like, a, hey, I write this love letter for you, and it makes you feel happy. There wasn't enough sweet, sweet, yeah. sexy things. One of my favorite spells in this whole thing is Divine Mark. I will read you all <laughs> of Divine Mark. Okay. The flavor text is, I mark you as mine. This spell allows you to inscribe a small personal mark. It commonly resembles a hickey. The mark is visible unless it's covered with makeup. It's a hickey. You hear the spell you cast is a hickey. You just keep someone a hickey. Just keep someone a hickey. Why is this a spell? Why are you using a spell? Why is this a spell? What are you fucking saying? It's like, this This brings up like a fun subcategory that I would also like to bring up of yes, things bring- that literally exist that these that they have created as spells. Because block oh. the seed is block just a condom. Seed. 
It's just a yeah. shitty condom because it doesn't protect from STDs. Just use a fucking condom. It they could have called it anything, but they're like, what do we... Black the seed. Black the seed. <laughs> they, they use the word seed too much, and I don't know how to really reconcile do. that. But they've got blessed seed and fiendish seed, which mm-hmm. is just like meaning that you're definitely going to get pregnant and you are going to have like a half celestial or half fiendish baby. Yes. I just want to talk about the material components here for just a second. Please do. <laughs> because Blessed Seed doesn't have a material component. But Fiendish Seed, and mind you, this isn't the only time it calls for this particular material. Oh. A rotted seed rotted. covered in sexual fluid. Sexual now, Ismay, I would like to know what constitutes sexual fluid. You've got, like, genital-based <laughs> fluids, and I get that. But does, like, sweat be different if it's, like, yeah. in a sexual situation? Or your spit? Oh, don't like that. Mine was going for sweet tears for, like, <laughs> oh, I was so in love and I had the sex. You were like, oh, but if you vomit on them, though. <laughs> So yeah, I forgot about the kiss of life one. So the kiss of life, I found genuinely interesting because yeah, it's um yes. you you can restore life to a recently dead yes. creature by kissing it, which has like a very like uh, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White kind of. De- However, it does something I genuinely very However. much enjoy, which is you've got save modifiers for them. So if it's like a committed lover, you get plus fifteen to that. If it's a sexual partner, plus ten. If it's a party member, that's just like a straight up and down zero. If it's a stranger, it's minus 15. You're essentially giving them the kiss of death. And that's great. Because there's like, yeah, it would, if I, like, I would rather be died than some rando came up and kissed me away. You've got other spells. You know you have other get them up spells. Don't use this one, you pervert. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. <laughs> that's so good. I am interested in how they rank the save yeah, modifiers. Right. I love how a blood, blood relative, relative is lower on the totem pole than just a sexual partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Where it's like, hey, mom, I'd love to <laughs> save you, but I like corked this other person and I'd really, I'd really like to save what's her name. Uh, is that okay with you? Uh, you've got a cohort as a plus five, whereas your party member or close ally is mm-hmm. a zero. What is a cohort in this instance? Yeah, I think that this is just a really dumb ranking. I don't understand. I would rearrange this one of the ones that wilded me out beyond all comprehension uh is liar's curse uh-huh. because it's 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 a pinocchio <laughs> curse where it's like if, if they if they lie their nose or, or penis grows why are you like this guys get the option between having their penis or their nose oh, yeah, engorged yeah. women only oh, yeah, get yeah. their nose engorged and i'm just like, like you know what i like give me like massive honkers yeah like, give me massive on. honkers or a badonka donk <laughs> or you can you just engorge that other thing if you want. I mean, honey, look. Right? <laughs> Helps with the finding, I guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can't not find it anymore. Like, like there will be no excuses. There'll be no, oh, it's complicated. Just fucking luck. The unseen lover bell is wild to me a little bit, just because it's a summoning, brackets, conjuration, yep. square brackets, sexual. And you get an invisible, mindless sexual partner. And it's so specific that they are only very, very average. They're so average. <laughs> I would 
would like to yeah. bring up Ghost Touch on page 106. I was hoping it was going to be some sexy Patrick Swayze kind of shit. Like, you I... get to have sex with your dead lover. Like, no, wh- okay, I don't like the way you're saying Sorry. it, but, like, I get you. <laughs> like, I get... I would have said my lover's ghost, because that implies that they're dead, but also doesn't put a lot of emphasis <laughs> on the fact that they kicked it. How about it's, like, I get to, like, make erotic clay sculptures with my with my past on right? lover. But instead, it should be called ghost hit or something. Be me that goes. <laughs> because they're very specific about how you hit them. Because it's like 50 projectiles. Guess you could, because like it's, it says like you can use like an article of clothing for incorporeal creatures. So I guess you could like wear some gloves and then they could do the ghost making a pot. But at the same time, mostly I'm thinking that I could put a little hat on this ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Treats me right. There is one more. Oh, and it's because you know who I am as a person and you know that yeah. <laughs> you know the one spell I always want to use. Oh, I know what and one you And you never let me use. Uh, not 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 true. Not you, true. That's You you know that you never let me use it the way that God intended. No, the way that Emily wants. <laughs> so <laughs> So I would like to offer up that I get rid of Liaman's tiny hut yes. and instead go for Love Nest. Love Nest, which only has one standard action as a casting time. Right. And I could use, I could like bring my, my bachelor pad onto the battlefield anytime I want. Like I think that would be a much cooler thing. It even comes with pillows. You get a hundred, yeah. So like this essentially just makes like a nice sexy pillow fart. Um, I will point out that Emily Kuklinski, the reason that it is only one standard action is it is it's because it doesn't have any properties that say that you can't be affected by magic on the inside, unlike Learman's tiny hut, which you want to use as a big walking never-ending shield. You want to use it like a magic tank, and that's why it's a longer cast. I cannot keep stressing. This way, it says that it offers the same physical protection from the elements as a normal tent. A normal, a normal tent. tent in D&D <laughs> protects against magic. I'm so confused whether you started reading and realized that you were wrong halfway through saying it, or you were just like, no, I know how tents do. I was just hoping you hadn't read it. <laughs> Ian, are you ready? Ah, uh, no. Okay, you no, you're not allowed to say no. That's fair. I instigated this multiple times. This is my fault. Multiple times you've brought this know, to me. I know. So I'm gonna ask you again, and you are going to answer correctly. Are you ready for this, Ian? Unfortunately. <laughs> So I asked people what they would like to talk about, and you had one answer and one answer alone for me. My main man, Hypnox. <laughs> Hypnox, baby. Yeah. For those that don't know, Hypnox did all of the photography, photography. stuff for Not this. illustrations. Photography. There's a lot of horny pictures in this There's book. a lot of horny pictures. I would like you to see yeah. if you agree with me. Okay. I've put the separate categories oh, okay. that there are of the images in this. I've got one, horny manipulated images. Yes. Good example of this is one of the first images in the book, page five, if you're yeah. following along at home. It is... Page. 
five. What looks like a fairy wedding. So it's three people with yes. green skin and wings that have obviously been photoshopped on, standing on a little lily pad. <laughs> but it looks like they've sort of tried to make them look shorter than they. I think they actually yeah, are yeah, yeah. to give you the illusion that these are tiny fairy beings. It looks like they're trying to make it look like they've been photographed from above, mm-hmm. where they just exactly. have not. <laughs> the images that I've found are yeah, mm-hmm. the horny manipulated, which is that one. Yep. Just naked. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just naked. naked people. No fantasy. Just naked. I also put fantasy horny, which is different because it's, you know, it is naked, but sometimes they're dressed as satyrs. Sometimes they have horns. The last category is non-sexy horror because there are some images in this book that make me upset. I just scrolled past one right as he said that. Oh, which page? Uh, Content warning. Spiders, page 107. It is some spiders crawling out of a bathing suit area. Yep, Uh, yep, yep. That one was on my list as well. It's bad. It's a bad time. But it's like one of the problems with it is just like, it is just a picture of a vagina. Yeah. And then someone has very badly drawn on little spots. And the worst cartoony little spiders you've ever I'm trying to figure out if they're photoshopped on or if they're like little plastic spiders. No, they've they've clearly been photoshopped photoshopped on. on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they don't have shadows. (laughs) You're right. You're right. (laughs) Also, I feel like they are all very women focused. You get a couple dudes in this book, kind of topless. And and that's it. The rest is ladies. There's not one of just like, here's a picture of a dick a little bit. Like, it's not what it is. It's very, it's very... Very male gazy, yeah. and oh, it's yeah. just. I would like you to go to pages twenty and twenty one because both of them have some of my favorite images on. Them. You would like page twenty, you perv. <laughs> No, would you like to paint us a word picture? Page 20, I would describe as the quintessential guy making up a horny barmaid fantasy. Yep, that's as far as I'm willing to describe it. Okay, like, I see my notes on it were just an uncomfortable titty lady. She does look, she does not look into it. I feel like maybe at the start of the shoot, she was like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then this is maybe like hour three and she's like, I'm cold. I'm going to go home. The leather corset chafes my underboob. Like, she's done. They've got the shot. Yeah. She knows How it. many times can you do this same shot? If you please, the second image on page 21. <sighs> So this is one of the few men. Yeah, yeah. He is probably naked. We're only seeing him from the waist up, holding a candle yeah. in his cupped hands. His hands are cuffed together with leather cuffs, and those leather cuffs are attached by chains to his knee plays. <laughs> his uh, knee And he is just focused intently <laughs> on that candle, which, let me zoom in there, does not have a real flame on it. No, God, no, no, Might no. Might no. not even be a real candle, honestly. No, probably fake candle, fake flame. Yeah, it's just this very focused. Almost anxious man. Looking at it, I'm not sure if he knows that he's got chain nipples. Like, (laughs) he's just, he's been told to look at his hands and he's just like, oh, these, oh no, these are my Sunday nipple tassels. You do have lady hugging fake dragon on page 36. It's not very sexy. No. It's just kind of a really fake shitty dragon head (laughs) that a naked woman is just gently cuddling. Why this dragon's so angry? He's got why, a naked lady. Why dragon's so angry? He got a, he got a naked lady with him. He's got a naked Clearly, lady. Clearly, in a loving relationship here, he's so angry. I mean, 
to be fair, he's angry out at the camera, so maybe he's like, True. You have to ask permission before taking pictures of my hot broad. Respect our privacy. Nudity does not equal consent. Please ask what, first. What happened to society that we, ju- that we just film people in public now? Why is that okay? Maybe he's just based. Like, maybe this is like this dragon. Yeah, I've, I've come around on the dragon. Can you scroll down um one more and describe the image you is see? Is it the weird, the weird green man? <laughs> I would like you to describe this, please. I don't know. Like, I can't even figure out what this is, what is trying to show. To? It looks like maybe a nest. Kind of, like a poop Some face kind nest. Of, it's like a weird little, maybe like a stump, a hollowed out stump oh, hollowed of some stump. kind. Photoshopped onto this is a presumably naked man, terribly photoshopped, <laughs> oh, yeah. made to maybe look like a frog person. I don't maybe. know. His, his skin's just kind of green and he's like hunched over <laughs> on the ground and he's got his hand raised to the camera. Like, What is this like demonstrating? Look at me. And he looks very sad. He just looks like he a looks... sad frog man. I don't know why this is here. You know, anamorphs? <laughs> like when, when yeah. they're in that mid stage. Oh is my like, God. It's not like the middle one. It's it's like between boy and frog. Yeah, it's, it's the step before middle. On uh, 93 is the classic sex Shrek. Oh yeah, uh, sex Shrek. Love sex Shrek. It's just like an ogre that's looking at a tiny little pixie and the rest is left to our imagination. <laughs> it looks like an orc from the original Warcraft, to be clear. Like that's the quality yeah. image we're dealing with. I would like to uh, draw your attention to page 100, uh, in which the spell, uh, what's that spell called? Animate image is being presented. Yeah. So essentially any text on a page is projected as like a two-dimensional image. So the idea is like, ooh, if you write something naughty, you can show it off. But the image that demonstrates this is a clothed woman holding a book with two like weird skeletons floating over it. Like you didn't go sexy for this one. And like the example it gives is like, oh, for example, a biography of this king would show a portrait of that king. Which is like cool, great. Good for him. Did he was he king fucks a lot? If not, I don't care. <laughs> I do have a bit about Hypnox I want to talk about. I'm ready to learn. <laughs> so Hypnox, I have found Hypnox. He is still yeah. on the internet. He's still active. One of the very last pages is like a full page ad for Hypnox. Oh, I've got it open. <laughs> it, is, it says the things that he does are alternative, art, erotic, fashion, fetish. That gets its own separate one. Yep. Live yep. events. What are you doing? Music, portraits, product, and special effects. <laughs> I love he, product. A full renaissance man baby he is a real renaissance man so his original website hypnox.com spelled of course h-y-p-n-o-x has not been updated in a very long time no it's, th- this is despite the fact that his Instagram account links to it. His I'm... Instagram account is hypnox underscore photo. Right on the main page, for more information about the book of erotic fantasy featuring my photographs, click here. Oh. Okay, let's click here. 404 not found. <laughs> oh, no. I reached out to him over Instagram. <laughs> I oh, God. did not get anything back. No. Unfortunately, he did not even look at the message. Hypnox, come on! He has not looked at it, and he has posted a picture since I sent that. He's posted multiple pictures, so it's not even that this count is inactive. Hypnox! He just isn't answering (gasps) me. I 
just want to answer. I just want to ask you some questions, <laughs> Hypnox. I don't care if this boy gets back to us in two years' time. We'll do a follow. I'll do oh, a follow. Yeah, yeah. Up. If he has three words to say to us, that's a whole episode of Crit Chat. Like, if, even if, if those if words, words are, are fuck, fuck off, right bitch. off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to be clear. I'm not trying to make fun of the guy. It's entirely possible he saw the message and was like, "This account is oh, for yeah. people who want to pay me money for my photography," yeah. and ignored it, <laughs> which is also completely valid. I would not be able to offer him any money for his time. (laughs) I'm slightly upset looking at some of his portfolio because he's got a lot of genuinely good work. And Mm -hmm. why is that not reflected? (laughs) Now, again, everything on his website is just naked ladies. He knows what his forte is, and it's um, having the opportunity (laughs) to take pictures of unclothed women. uh... God bless Hypnox. All right, Owen Piper, are you ready, baby? I am terrified. Owen Piper, of the Crit Chatters, you are the nastiest, grimiest, most little goblin-y one. I'm a nasty, grimy boy, yeah, for sure. And I'm glad that you brought me down here into the dirt. (laughs) With yeah, you. yeah. Like, welcome to my domain where I'm comfortable. Well, funny that you should mention Muck because your job on this is you're doing the cleanup with me. So we're just going through the bits that I honestly cannot let okay. go. So you're just getting all of the shit that I read and went, fuck. So this is just like a nasty grab bag of. Yes. Okay. We're going to start really easy. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with fantasy STDs. So. Of course, of course. <laughs> for STDs in this, they're like, if it is known by other characters that your character has an STD, then they get like a minus two penalty for diplomacy checks. I don't ask. <laughs> uh, and a minus four in sexual situations, which I don't think is enough <laughs> because like, I don't like, I don't remember the last time that someone was just like, hi, Ismay, I've got a disease. And then I was like, yeah. well, let me, yeah. well, let me you think know if this is. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite lines that it's got is some diseases like kissers curse and lover's lice mm. are more common and acceptable. Now, kisser's curse uh, is just herpes. It's just I also herp. do have to blast my cash after this because yeah. uh, I forgot the word for herpes. Uh, <laughs> so I just like kept doing like sexually transmitted disease can be mouth, can have sex just <laughs> in <and> mouth. <laughs> and lover's lice is just, just crabs. It, yeah, it's just crabs. And I don't know why that one is it reduces the penalty to minus one. I don't think so. I, I guess, like, in this world and in this universe, it's kind of like the um the chlamydia of STDs in that everyone's probably had it at least once. I, again, but here's the thing. If someone goes up to me, they're like, I've got chlamydia. I don't think, oh, I'm slightly, only marginally <laughs> less likely to Very fuck. true. Very true. I very much like now in this cool world, vampirism and lycanthropy <laughs> are now also able to be transmitted sexually. And that's Fun. But that's good. And that's just fun. That's just good. And I think that should be in regular or fine. Yeah, I don't know why. To be I don't know why Wizards of the Coast were cowards and didn't put that in. If I fuck a vampire, I want there to be a chance I'm gonna <laughs> grow some cool to become a, a creature of the night myself. And like, what do you want to do? Do you want to like drinketh of the blood, or do you want to get down and dirty with these ageless boys? <laughs> Hello, I'm Sex Dracula. I'm willing to turn you into a vampire. <laughs> I also like that it does say that this is another way that you can become a ghoul. Mm. Which one? Ew. Uh, and but two, very good because it's called in this ghoul fever. That's very good. (laughs) That's up with the STDs. Next is genuinely not a thing at all. But I just wanted to read you this fun sentence that was in one of the little stories that they have. Mm -hmm. 
fuck me. I have to read it. Oh, God. His balls tightened as he pumped his baronial <laughs> blessing into her <laughs> eager mouth. So that's that. Next up, we're going to the feet. <laughs> Sorry, the feats. When you say feats, you mean F-E-A-T-S or F-E-E-T-S? Because we are in territory where that is not clear, particularly. E-A, uh, challenge everything. We're not doing the double E. Okay, okay. A lot of them are not super interested. Um, What I wanted to bring up was just the judginess of certain (laughs) sexual proclivities. For the feat dominating demeanor, the flavor text is, you have a force of will that demands respect. Cool. Mm. Uh, So, obviously... For the feat submissive demeanor, it says you possess a demeanor that others find unthreatening or pitiable. Ah, excuse what? me. Well, no, nah, excuse me. I'm <laughs> gonna. The... I'm here. Excuse me. Nah, I, this is. Hello, it's me, your friend, Owen Piper. I'm saying to you now, sub rights. Yeah. Like, rights for subs, please. I, pitiable? I, no. Excuse you. I, like, I have met. No. I'm so upset by it. Like, we, we can't. We don't have to get into why I'm very upset, but it's fine. I'm just not <laughs> happy about it. I do like the feat that basically means it so when you come, you achieve enlightenment. Yeah, the tantric is you change sexual energy into genius, which is just such a good... <laughs> I just... Oh, big cummies do smarts. <laughs> You're trying to fucking guess a password for a door. It's like, I can't figure it out. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Not. So the next section has a lot of stuff in it, mm-hmm. and it's the items section. Sex items is something that I'm just looking forward to so much. A lot of the things in the items in the first part, it's just like... Like mundane items. Yeah, yeah. mundane items. Um, It just adds to the mundane items, and the mundane items it's got uh, in this one are sexual. <laughs> this is so much more dry than I expected. A dildo is a penis-shaped rod used for sexual... Yeah, it literally just explains to you what certain sex things are. I do, however, like the contract is called a birth shield, which is very funny to me. See, like, the birth shield is, like, a not a potion, but it's, like, herbs rather than mm. a condom. Well, that's good, because, like, a lot of, a lot of like, fantasy games, they're like, well, we can't, how the fuck are we gonna do fucking contraceptives? What this book does not lack in is options for contraception. Some of my favourite things are that it's got, like, different prices for three different kinds of dildo, mm-hmm. wooden, Lovely. glass, and metal. And then it's also got five billion different prices for five billion different kinds of manacles. <laughs> if you want to do BDSM with a dragon, that's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of the other items in it that I would like to draw our attention to is sex toy kit. Mm-hmm. I, I just noticed that it expires after 10 uses, so like, it's a one and done situation. But <laughs> Why? It contains dildos, cock sheaths, leather straps, feathers, silk scarves. None of these things are disposable. I mean, cock sheaths, probably. Probably. But, like, why are you throwing away your dildos after ten uses? Like, wash them! So next we will talk about the condoms. Mm. You've got a birth, birth control device chart. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what's drawing your eye? <laughs> the word masterwork yep. underneath the underneath yep. condoms. Yep, 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 yep. You can buy masterwork condoms. So just just to put some like stats out there, a masterwork condom has like 85% chance of working. Common just has a 70% chance. And an improvised has 5%. That's just like I... you wrap some newspaper around your dick oh. and... 
Oh, I was prey. about to say I don't want to think about what it is. <laughs> so that sucked. It also says, unlike normal condoms, masterwork condoms can be used a dozen times, and I wish they couldn't. No, thank you. No. Disgusting. No, I'm good. Put it in the garbage can. <laughs> I don't care if you paid more for it. Put it in the garbage. I don't want your old nasty cum still in the condom. Get oh, rid of it. They like get it, like shake it out, and there's like, no, babe. I used this a few times. Don't worry, it's a oh. masterwork condom. It's masterwork. <laughs> the, the artisans. <laughs> I gave it a quick rinse. Why are you being so weird about it? Like... But the artisans at the kingdom of Dorexia made this for oh. me themselves. <laughs> Moving on, they've got some magic items. Magic items. And a lot of them are genuinely really boring. The rods are fun. I like the rods. Yeah, I mean, you would like the fucking rods. Because they, no, I the fucking... rods, the, uh, no, I just really like the sentence they put. The phallic <laughs> nature of rods appeals to many creators who embrace sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> some of them have like great names. The one's called the Staff of the Sexually mm. Perverse. Fantastic. <laughs> rod of the Erotic Body. What are you talking about? This one, the Rod of the Erotic Body is just a dildo. And that's good. It's a double-headed <laughs> dildo. The one underneath it is called Rod of the Erotic Spirit. And it says, it's identical to the Rod of the Erotic Body. So they just put two dildos in there. <laughs> I do like how in the Wanderous <laughs> Items section, there's the false penis. I put those down as well because, like, they're honestly, like, pretty cool. Like, obviously, the language is very cis-normative. Mm. But, like, the essential thing of false penis and false breasts is if you have an AMAB body, false breasts become with the sensitivity have, and, like... Have tit. Yeah. It's just you get... Yeah. You can have titty. And, like, false penis, have dick. Give, give which dick. Which is cool. Like, if it wasn't for the outdated language used in it, it would be pretty cool. Like, it's in here for explicitly oh, sexual yeah. purposes. That was why it was written but like 100% it wasn't in there to be like cool and and like <laughs> cool and good but no. they accidentally stumbled <laughs> into activism and that's good <laughs> okay we have made it to the thing that made me screech this is the one okay it's for an artifact an artifact the artifact is called the Book of Erotic Fantasy. If we have I'm forgotten, sorry, what? <laughs> if we have forgotten, that's the book we're reading. They self-inserted <laughs> their own book into their book. <laughs> now let's go over what properties they think this book that we're fucking reading right now fucking has. Owen Piper, even the mention of the Book of Erotic Fantasy in a sexually repressive society may be enough to cause censure or even ostracism. <laughs> I fucking hope it does. I should be forced away from society because I have read this book. The work focuses entirely on sensuality and sexuality. To fully consume the contents requires one week of study. Once it has been accomplished, a sexual creature gains a feat of their choice with the sexual descriptor and one experience level. What? Next up on the list, all characters who were virginal, chaste, castrated, asexual, or otherwise sexually inexperienced or unable able to have intercourse who touch the book take 5d4 points of damage they're like this book isn't for virgins this isn't a virgins book for shitty little virgins this is only for cool sex people this book will inflict psychic damage upon you if you're a fucking nerd my god this fucking book self-inserted itself and it was it's the worst thing they've done it's i fucking hate this wait sorry no you've missed some Um, yep Reading it causes a Gears effect, compelling them to have sex. Yeah. What? If they yeah, read yeah. it, they're like, immediately have to go out and fuck? I hate this. Yeah. When I read this book, all my thoughts were, wow, I am so horny, I have to go out and get some. I've not, I've not stopped being horny since reading this terrible fucking book. This 
is the equivalent of writing yourself into your own novel and being like, she was so sexy. She was just, oh God, her bonkers were so fucking, if you are <laughs> shitty and a nerd, then you can't even look at her because she's so fucking hot. <laughs> this does read like the way that men write about women in fucking oh, romance. It does. Her breasts, her, oh. her breasts were pillowy and not small. So that was honestly, well, just about it. I just wanted to end us on like a fun little activity because it's been a while, Owen Piper, <laughs> since we last played the Dungeons and Dragons together. It's my no. So I thought it would be really fun if we just went and saw what our next uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign will be. Fortunately, there's a whole table that gives oh. you a lot of like nice ideas for what you can do in a sexual campaign. First, it's probably not going to be this one. My favorite one is number three on the list. The mayor of a large city has recently announced that he is gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> an, an adventure awaits. <laughs> like what? You just go up and you're like, "Hey, heard you're gay." Yeah. Nice. Cool. <laughs> and then leaves. Do you by any chance have D100s around with you? I do. Because like I've I've okay. got mine here, so I I feel like we should both roll and yeah. see see what we're gonna run. That's fifty one. Ooh, fifty one. <laughs> Oh God, what is, I'm not looking at it. What is our campaign? As they enter into heat, a normally serene tribe of centaurs begins assaulting anyone that comes near. Oh, Jesus Christ. 78. After a one night stand with a stranger, one of the female adventurers discovers her child is a half celestial. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's fun. I don't know really what you're doing with that campaign apart from being pregnant. Hey, yes, mate, do me a favor. <laughs> Read number 69 for me. I knew you were going to fucking bring this up, Owen Piper, <laughs> because I too read number 69 because it's the funny sex number. Number. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which leads you to the question of why on the funny sex number did they put a powerful male wizard proposes to one of the male adventurers, offering a luxurious lifestyle, magic items, and titles if he agrees to a legal union. It's just get yourself a sugar daddy. <laughs> I would say, sure thing, bud. Like... The answer is yes, obviously, sugar daddy. Like, <laughs> there's so many in this that are so not adventures. <laughs> like, what, what are you going to do with number 60? I literally just saw 60 and I was like... <laughs> All females in a hundred mile radius cease menstruating. What are you doing in that oh, campaign? Oh, a wizard did it. Sing glory, hallelujah. Like, all right, cool. We, who cares? Cool. Sorry, number 99. Please read number 99. Also, why are we reading the same ones at the same time? Because you and I are kindred spirits, Ismay Hutton. We are, we are cut from the same cloth. I think that our eyes are just drawn to the exact same words. And the words in this case are, while out in the wilderness, one of the male adventurers wakes up with a blue bow tied around his penis. <laughs> All right. All right I do want a physical copy of this book, though, to like put on a shelf, and, right. and then people see it, but like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, ah. no, no, they won't get a chance to see it on this shelf. They'll see it in my hands as they come through the door, and I show every page to them. Again, if you find this book, tell me and send it to Please me. Do this. Thank you. I will even pay for shipping. I need to get this book oh. into Ismay Hutton's hands. Oh, it's gonna be stained. It's gonna be crusty and stained oh. because the only people that would use this book are people that have never had sex. Uh, well, but they'll take some damage from it, obviously. But <laughs> like for sure, because they try and read it, they just get psychically damaged. This book's not for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone so much for listening to episode 100 and I assume other episodes before this one. You are all wonderful and magical. Thank you so much too. 
Alfred, Kai, Chase, Allie, Heather, Brandon, Emily, Ian, and Owen Piper for helping me out doing this wonderful episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, uh, and it's a weird thing to tack on to the end of this bonkers sex book, but Crit Chat has changed my life for the better. It has brought to me some of the best friends I could ask for, and people who I would never have met if not for the Crit Chat. I appreciate every single person that is listening, and I hope that you enjoy this episode and hopefully many more episodes episodes to come. We're probably not going to have an episode in two weeks because I need a fucking break. So again, if you need extra content during that time, we will be releasing the full versions of all of these things that you just heard over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat. All one word for more of this good shit. And thank you very much in advance. Also, if you're not already, go and find our social media. We are crit chat wherever you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And the Discord is in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Thank you once more, and I hope you had a very horny episode. See you later, you horny nerds. 